hello, hello, everyone. We are back and I have missed all of you. So I have a question for you. Where are you going? And why should anyone go with you? So today we're gonna talk about visioneering. Today is season four, the start of season four and episode 43. And we're gonna talk about creating the vision and making it plain and why that's important. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get started. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show where you are entering the stress-free leadership zone. What's in your cup? All right. Hello, 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 everyone. We are super excited back for another episode. Let me bring our amazing panel up. We are going to have a ball today as we get into some of our conversation. So it is so great to be back with everyone today. And what we're going to do is we are going to uh, start by just talking a little bit about today's show. So today's show is an important one because we're going to be talking about visionaring on episode 43, visionaring in leadership and in life. What is it? Why does it matter? Is it important or not? So thank you for tuning in. Before we get started uh, and before we introduce our co-hosts and our guests for today, just a couple of housekeeping things. You guys know how this goes. Uh, where Tell us where you're watching from. So in the comments, don't forget to interact with us, communicate. We love bringing your comments into the conversation. Also, don't forget that uh, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the little subscribe or the little bell so that you make sure that you never miss an episode and you get notified. Um, also, you can do the same thing if you're watching on Facebook. And then finally, if you're watching on podcasts, we love reviews. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm your host for the show. I'm what I call an our soul or a recovering stressed out leader. And what I do today is I help executive leaders and entrepreneurs decide it is time to stop the madness and it is time to learn to lead, live and love stress free. So to, you can visit my website and learn more about five ways that stress shows up in your life, particularly as a leader. You can go to stressfreeleaders.com and there's a free ebook there for you. So in keeping with our tradition, what's in my cup today? So today in my cup, I am, and you can barely see this, but this is my Coffee with Rhonda show cup to celebrate our season four coming back. And I just have coffee with a little bit of turmeric and ginger uh, today. So let's get started with our introductions. I'm gonna start with our guest for today. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Just tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and tell us what's in your cup. 
Thank you, Rod. I'm very happy to be here. My name is Steve Gamble, and I've been a professional speaker for the past 17 years, focusing on back-to-basic positivity with humor and, of course, visualization. Today in my cup is just some simple water in the uh, the official See It, Be It, Do It mug of my recording studio. So thank you so much for having me. All right. Love that. See it, be it, do it. Absolutely love that. Marae, welcome back to season four. Yes, so excited to be back for season four. It's been a while. Welcome to everybody. And uh, today is going to be amazing. My name is Murray. I'm an entrepreneur I'm, and I'm all about greatness. People call me the greatness engineer. And I help people to take control of their result and their life so that they can step into their greatness. So welcome, everybody. Awesome. And Marie, do you have a cup? I know it's late for her. So I have a cup, but it's water. So Got it. uh, I'm going to drink water today. Yes, absolutely. That's okay. So uh, Roz, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> I love Roz. You never know where Roz is going to be when the show starts. Just <laughs> Well, as, as you guys see, obviously I'm somewhere where I got to wear a mask, right? So uh, right now I'm, I'm transporting a client. But like I said, as soon as I do this drive-by with them and throw them out, I'll take my mask off. But you know, I'm Ross Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers here in Jacksonville, Florida. We provide four levels of specialized care to your loved ones, sitter, homemaker, companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. Why do I do it? I do it to help that caregiver on their journey to get rid of that SOS, which is stress, being overwhelmed, and making sure that they provide safety and security for their loved one. When you can't do it all, give her a call. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Rod. We know you're on the road, but do you have a cup this morning? No. It's okay. We will give you a pass on that one. And I want to say good morning to our wonderful viewers out there. We've got a few people tuning in. Maria. Hi, Maria. I have missed you uh, and your amazing comments. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, Dr. Nasabwe is out there. Dr. Florence, thank you for watching from South Africa. I love just the fact that we are able to reach amazing people and connect with all of you. Uh, And Maria is in the Netherlands. So we've got a wonderful audience out there. And then we also have Patrick from Collaborative Paths uh, watching as well. Good morning. Very great. It's really good to see you out there. So don't forget, share the video, like the video and comment more importantly, because I love pulling those into our conversations as we go. So let's get started. So today I want to talk about visioneering. And visionary is the art of engineering a vision. So for me, that begs the question, what is a vision even, (laughs) right? So we all talk about visions. Every organization I've ever gone into has a vision statement of some sort. We talk to people in their lives about creating the vision. So share with me, just from your perspective, uh, what is a vision? Um, I'm going to start with you, Marae. What is a vision? Uh, Steve, I'm going to come to you last on this one. It's 
I mean, it's, it's a very, uh, very interesting question because like you said, everybody talk about vision. But for me, vision, it's what I see, you know, what I can see. It's not just, you know, physically, what I see physically, but what I see with my mind. Mm -hmm. And so it's, uh, it's twofold. It's not only what you see in your mind and what you see physically as well. So that's the way I see the vision. And it's, very, it's a very important thing because that's what driving us, you know, driving our action, driving where we want to be. And if we don't have that, it can be very problematic to sustain uh, any effort or any action that we, we want to take to be where we want to be. I love that, Marae. And I love um, how you describe the fact that it really is a source of motivation, right? An effective mm -hmm. vision helps keep you going. And we're going to talk a little bit later about the difference between an effective vision and not, right? Because there can be some challenges there. What about you, Roz? Um, as you think about a vision, what does that mean for you? And if you're not in a good place to talk, that's okay. Mm -mm. Uh, for vision, for me, it has to be protected. Mm. A, a vision has to be protected. You have to have boundaries. Um, and you can't tell everybody your vision. You can't tell everybody your vision. So it has to be protected. It has to have boundaries. And, and you have to remember, you can't tell everybody about your vision. You know, um, you, you know, even 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 in the Bible, it said, write the vision and make it plain. But he didn't say, go out and tell Pookie and them about the vision. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we have the vision. We want to tell everybody about it. It ain't for everybody. Thank you so much. I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because we do want to tell everybody, look, we get all excited about our vision, right? And then the next thing you know, we running around and we're telling everybody about this vision and people are looking at us like we're strange, right? They're like, mm -hmm. um, you can't do that. In fact, I have a great example of this. So um, I have a friend, uh, a really dear friend in Florida, and we've been talking for years about the fact that he needs to write a book. He's got this book inside of him. We're like, you need to write the book and get it out. Well, he called me this past week and he said, guess what? I started the book and I'm like, no way. Good for you. So I'm all excited about it. And he said, you know what? He said, but people are just not right. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, I told a friend about this book that I was getting ready to write. And I was all excited. And the friend said to me, you can't write. <laughs> right? So, That's not, what I'm talking about right exactly. there. <laughs> could not envision him as an author, right? And he was like, gosh, I kind of felt so. He said, that just gave me more fuel because then I was like, oh yeah, you think I can't write? You just watch me put this book out, right? Mm -hmm. But it's important that we understand that everyone um, is not able to share in our vision and sharing it with everyone um, could be a little bit deflating at times. So thanks for that, Roz. That was um, really great. So Steve, what's a vision? First off, I agree 100% with everything that's been shared so far. I'm sitting here nodding and nodding and saying, yeah, 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 and laughing too. So Roz, thank you for that. A uh, vision for me is a very clearly defined outcome that we wish to enjoy in our lives. And one of the first questions I ask people is, what do your goals look like, feel like, sound like, even smell like? What will it be like when you achieve them? And what type of person will you be 
when you achieve them, because we're not just getting closer to something we want, it's who we become along the way. And I believe that has to be a part of the vision because maybe for your friend who is, is writing a book and you see that person as an author and somebody else doesn't, and it can be so easy sometimes to say, oh yeah, I'll show them. And we do it out of anger mm-hmm. and, and we become a, we get off of our game a little bit and we lose the purest sense of who we are in the process. So whenever that does happen, the first thing I suggest to people is do it despite what other people say, not to spite them. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference in the road we take towards our vision. We need to be the best, purest, most emotionally connected person we can be on the way to whatever our vision is. And it's not for everyone. It's, I, I always compare it to like an old wooden roller coaster. You know, it goes click, 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 click all the steps. And those roller coasters don't hold too many people. And you don't want to be sitting in front of the person who goes, I hope this doesn't go as fast as it did the last time. Every time I went in the corner, I got a bruise on my hip. And oh my gosh, I probably shouldn't have eaten that fourth burrito. You know, we don't want people on our vision. Our vision is to enjoy the ride, whatever our goal is. We don't want to have people around us like that. Right. So we need to choose our ride, choose our crowd, and stay true to our vision, the top of that first hill. I love it. I love it. And I love that you mentioned the emotional aspect of it. So we've got a couple of comments out there. First, I'm going to back up a little bit. Maria said she's been doing a change in her business. So it's been keeping her busy and off the streets. That's a good thing, Maria. Stay off the streets for sure. (laughs) So um, let's see. Dr. Florence says, uh, we know that you cannot achieve your goals alone. Let me put that on screen. We know that you cannot achieve alone goals as a visionary. If you don't share your vision, how will you get people to embrace the journey? Mm -hmm. Oh, so... I think this takes us into an interesting place because we've been saying some of your goals and your a, a part of your vision may not be for everyone. Yet, I think Dr. Florence is speaking about your vision as a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think so. So let's talk about that just a little bit. And then Maria says, um, that's exactly why you keep your vision protected. <laughs> Energy suckers amok. Yes, definitely. So we're now in this place and, and hey, mom, mom's joining us. Um, welcome back, ladies, and welcome, Hello, Steve. Mom. That's, that's my real mom, Steve. <laughs> Hello, mother. Um, so when we um, think about the difference, is or is there a difference in our vision between personal and professional? right? Personal vision and professional uh, vision. Let's talk a little bit about that because we've got sort of two sides of the coin here. Um, Marae, is there a difference between... I'm having trouble hearing you. Don't talk to me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Siri is trying to talk to me. I'm like, I'm not talking to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, Marae, is there a difference between the personal and professional vision? I actually, I tend to agree uh, with, uh, with Dr. Florence, especially if you are a leader. A leader, you know, you lead people because you have a vision. People follow you because you have a vision. So at a certain point, you have to share this vision. And professionally, it's very important because how do you basically make sure that people understand where you want to be and what you're trying to accomplish if you don't share your vision, if you don't share where you want to be? 
and what you expect from them. So I, I tend to agree that, you know, professionally, you have at a certain point, you know, you have to share this vision so that people understand where you, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to achieve, so that they can put the energy necessary to be able to achieve that. But personally, you don't have to. You have to actually protect it because people don't see you the way you see yourself and it can actually deter you to do certain things. So I think there's two aspects in, 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 in the vision. The vision, the professional vision where you need to share with people that you lead uh, your vision and what you're trying to accomplish, but then personally, that's, you know, that's something that you decide to do because, you know, you, you might need people and then when you include those people into your, you know, your world and you need them, then you have to explain your vision as well because otherwise it's going to be very difficult for them to help you to right. go to the next step and to the next level of your greatness. Yeah, I love that. I, I love the act of being intentional about that. Mm -hmm. Right, really being thoughtful about that. So, Roz, what do you think? Is there um, is there a significant difference between the vision, your professional vision, and, uh, for instance, you know, you run an organization, and you know, your vision that you share with your team is that very different than the vision that you you have for yourself? Yes and no. Uh, yes, it's different for home. My home vision, I'm leaving a legacy mm. for at home. I'm, 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 I'm leaving a legacy. You know, I'm making plans for, you know, uh, how my 401k will, will still continue to live on, how my books will live on, how these things will still be able to provide something to my to my family. For my business, it you know, I still want to leave a legacy. I still want to leave a legacy, but I have to train a successor to take over so you know i'm still leading you know and sometimes for me there may be a fine line because i do want to leave a legacy with the business but my personal legacy so far as my family really is more important so when i'm leading uh at home versus leading you know at um at work is different i still want to leave the legacies but the legacies are different mm -hmm. i love and, I, and i'm done speaking <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're bringing clubhouse rules in. You know, it's, uh, I love that they're connected. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I think we get ourselves into a challenging place where they're not connected. And then we feel, you know, we feel this sense of this disjointed or, you know, there's a misalignment that it feels like a little bit. So I love that they're collected. And a while ago when you were speaking, Steve, Patrick said, um, great point. He was really agreeing with, you know, some of your commentary. So Steve, is there a difference in your perspective? And you do a lot of work in this area. And so is there a difference in that personal and professional in the work that you do? It's the age old uh, phrase we've heard. It's, you know, work-life balance as though they are completely separate. Now I may be in a different employment situation than a lot of people. I am an entrepreneur, own two small businesses. And the way I run my business is my entire life open and authentically me. So there is a bit of a difference. So I do want to kind of disclaim that up front that I may not be the same model as everybody else. I've always preferred to follow the definition shared by Tony Shea, who was one of the founders and CEO of Zappos for many years. And Tony talked about work-life 
integration versus balance between it was integration of and the platform that i work with if you google life wheel it, it kind of goes back to that circular wheel physical health emotional well-being your career your finances your spirituality your relationships your connection to the world in a real way your ethics values and integrity all of these things make us up 24 7 and I choose to include career as part of that. And again, this is the model that I live by. It may not be for everybody, but I believe that if we give attention to all of these things and we're open and honest with the right people to allow them into our picture, I believe it allows people to see more assets within us and it makes it more of a complete person. And I, I believe we understand each other better that way. So even though a lot of people do have that work life and maybe work doesn't really know much about your personal life and in personal life, you don't talk about work, whatever part of the integration works best for you operate as best you can within that definition, because it all comes down to very personal comfort level uh, for a lot of people. A lot of people have very tight fences of privacy around their personal lives. Yeah. I just live out loud in full color, much to the eye rolling of my wife sometimes. You know, I know what I can and can't say on Facebook and I'll take a picture and she'll say, that better not be going on Facebook. And, but she understands that I'm just 100% authentically out there with my life because I always know the reason I do it this way in the full spotlight is there are people in the shadows who are looking for a hero, looking for example, looking for somebody to maybe be doing something they don't have the self-confidence to do yet. And so I figure if I throw myself out there 100%, I can shine a little light in the shadows. And the reason I do it that way is because that's where I used to live. Oh, wow. That's why I do this the way I do it in full on transparency and authenticity. Wow. But you know what? I, I, like what? I like what Steve said, that we have to do what fits us. What's, what's good for us. We can't put everybody in one basket. You know, we can't put everybody in one place. So, you know, we have to understand what works for us may not work for somebody else. And, and I think people forget that. So I like that, Steve. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I, I also like it. I think it comes down to the what we value in a way. So, uh, I mean, we value mm. different things. So that's really what's going to define our vision and how we integrate you know, our professional life and our personal life. So I, I really, you know, I like that as well. Yeah, we've got some great comments from our, our uh, listeners and our family out there. Maria says, a professional vision is a shared vision. It has to be shared and protected in order to do what it's meant to do. A personal vision is another story. Then you, uh, then you decide you should be involved. Or you, I think it's you decide who should be involved. You need involved, to right. help bring it forward. And I, I think that's so true, right? But understanding just this conversation of the difference between the two, I feel like is valuable. Um, Dr. Florence said, a personal vision is a family project, a, a family, sort of a family plan for the future. Um, here is very important to protect your project. Absolutely. I, I feel a personal connection with this comment because mm -hmm. me and my sons are always talking about the family vision, right? The goals, sort of the, the enterprise that we want to be able to build as a family. Um, and that's very different than some of, you know, the work that I do professionally, but it is connected, right? It's all connected. Um, uh, Regina's out there. Hey, sis, she says, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> She's in San Antonio. And then um, defining our vision is not a cookie cutter approach. Yep. 
That's exactly right, uh, Maria. And this is, I think, what we're talking about right now. So I want to talk for a moment about, Maria, I think you touched on this, and, and I think we've been sort of um, playing around the edges on this one, but talk about the importance of the emotional aspect of your vision. Mm-hmm. Because even as a leader, I can tell you that in the past, I have sometimes missed this mark. I have sometimes as a leader missed this mark because I'm so focused on these metrics, these numbers, these this, these that, here's what we need, this is what we're hitting the target or we're not. And at times I have missed the emotional connection. So talk to me a little bit about that. And and Roz, particularly I think in the work that you do um, and, and caring for others, when you share your vision with the team, do you have that emotional piece in there about what who you really are and what you're really hoping to become? You have to have the emotional piece because you're dealing with emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, you have someone coming into your house that you don't know. So that's impacting a person that's impacting their emotions. Are you coming in to take over? You know, am I still safe with this person? Come? So I deal with a lot of emotions, a lot. And so usually in, 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 in caregiving, I let them know the first 90 days are going to be rough when we come in because it's a, it's a, um, kind of a, you know, back and forth transitional period, you know, dealing with something new. People don't like change and change deals with emotions. And so, you know, we have to accommodate that, particularly, you know, uh, you know, with me, with the aging population is because so much is being taken away from them. So much of, of their independence, their identity. So e- emotions, yes, in the business part, huge. Now, there are some days with the emotions, I'm going to be honest, I don't want no human contact. Period, point blank. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. And, and, and on those days, I have to be real. I have to say, hey, I got to take a break. I got to shut the phone down. But we have to understand our limitations with our emotions uh-huh. because, you know, it, it could lead to burnout and some other things. So that's what I want to talk about so far as with 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 my business. Yeah, I, I, I love the honesty in that, Ross, because there are times when we just need to do us, right? We just need to be in that place. And I know what that is like, because listen, as an introvert, I will go in my little corner and shut it down in a minute. I will, I'm just like, done. I can be on stage all day. I can do a whole day leadership uh, development session or whatever. But when I'm done, I am done. <laughs> So, uh, so, um, so, Murray, this emotional connection is that is that part important? What does that mean for you? I mean, it's important because I mean, emotion make or break everything. You know, they are they are at the at the center of how you relate to people. So it's very important, especially when we talk about vision. If you can't, you know. Uh, have the right emotion, then you can't, you can't really lead, you can't really uh, communicate with people effectively. So the emotional part is, is very important. You have to be able to explain to people how you feel and show sometimes, you know, how you feel. 
and uh, and and I mean, obviously, you can't always have the you know the the right face. There are <laughs> time where you know you you're gonna you're gonna be completely you're gonna upset. You know what's you know what you really want to accomplish. But the emotional part is very important, and that's why I mean, you 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 are uh, you know dealing with emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is key in everything that we do in business and, and also in, in our private life. And if we can't, you know, manage those emotions, it becomes, it becomes a problem. So emotions are, are at the center of everything, especially when we talk about being a, a leader or being a, a visionary. Uh, because otherwise, and that's, that's how we define a good leader from a, a bad leader. A good leader is somebody who can actually manage his, his emotion and communicate effectively uh, even in when 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 he is challenged or she is challenged, and you know, be able always to put the right word, uh, you know, um, have the right you know body language, and, and and really create the right emotion in their teams, and that's and that's true. that's really what is all about. Because otherwise, you can't communicate your vision, and your vision cannot be uh, actualized. I love that. Um, mm -hmm. Maria said. Uh, Roz, people often get put off if someone says that. So I agree and feel the same. And really it's about taking that time for you, right? People do mm -hmm. sometimes get put off by that, but mm -hmm. you know, um, it's just the reality. And um, hello, Casey. Oh, one of my dear friends and my mentor. Um, emotions provide information about our circumstance. So mm -hmm. important to listen to them. Absolutely. It is one of our greatest sources of information that we can utilize and tap into, right? Even better than Google, people, okay? <laughs> if you use Google and you all are in love with Dr. Google, you should be more in love with your emotions. You know, Dale Carnegie has a quote that says, um, when dealing with people, remember that we are dealing uh, with creatures of emotion, right? Mm -hmm. and, and at the end of the day, that's who we are. So Steve, what about you? How does this emotion factor come in? Um, I'm going to take a bit of a two-part, and I'll, and I'll keep it quick with it. Emotion with regard to when we're talking about our vision and, yeah. and looking forward down is, I believe, we need to connect ourselves emotionally to why we want something. You know, we may say we may see something shiny or see something that's a lofty ambition, but I believe we need to connect ourselves emotionally with how are we going to feel when we get there? How can I start the seeds of that feeling right now? And how can my actions moving toward that build over time. So I create the version of me when I get there. And the biggest reason for the emotional connection and the why behind it is when something comes along to disrupt our path and life does this to us all the time. The year 2020 was a giant clump of trees falling across our path. If we were connected to where we wanted to go and what our goals were, we would climb over, we would dig under, we would bust out a chainsaw, we'd put our heads down and burst through, or we'd start walking to the left or to the right. We'll, we'll find the roots or we'll find the treetops. And we'll walk around. And I believe if we have a strongly enough connected emotional link to what our goals are, we are going to go through anything to get there. And it's going to keep that fire lit. It's going to keep that spark glowing when the world tries to slow us down between them. So I believe the emotional connection is huge. And then as far as managing our daily emotions, sometimes we just wake up and we're not feeling it. And I understand what Roz says. Uh, I have an electronic calendar now. And when I'm not feeling it, I just go black out the entire day and go, hey, look, 
I'm not available. Right. <laughs> it tells people that. Um, my canine co-author, Super Teddy, and I'll hold this up and see if we can read it. Oh, yeah. Wake uh, up every day and wag yourself happy was one of Super <laughs> Teddy's lessons. That's Super Teddy right there. Oh. You know, in the morning when we're not feeling it, but we're, we're connected to our goal and we know we got to get out there. We just need mm -hmm. to take a moment. If our faith is important, we read from our good book. If music gets us going, we listen to our favorite music. Um, if we need to laugh, we go on YouTube and find a video. We do our best to create, even if we have to cheat and fabricate a little bit, to get that emotional pump going on a daily basis. We have the opportunity, if we know our why, to jumpstart it a little bit each day and just do our best. We're human. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So given that we have talked about how important it is to have a vision and, and the connection, the emotional connection, why do you think we struggle? Why, why do we struggle often creating a vision? And I think more importantly, an effective vision, right? An, a vision that really does bring forward your, your, your wanting, your desire to move to a different place, to move yourself, particularly in life, Every single client I talk to, I want to know where you're going and why, mm -hmm. right? Where are we Where are we going with this whole thing and why are we doing that? To see, do you really have a vision of what this is and what it looks like? But we get stuck. And I have, I work with a lot of people who don't have a vision for their life, right? They're just living day to day. Listen, I'm just trying to get the bills paid and just trying to get the job to not drive me crazy, right? There are a lot of people who that is the baseline, why do we struggle creating a vision? Let's start with you, Steve, on this one. Uh, I'm going to blame it solely on Tony Robbins and the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I always say that to people. You know, and, and I've been in the personal development industry for 17 years. I've been on a personal development journey for 29 years. Here's the thing. Too many gurus are out there telling us what success is because they mm -hmm. keep showing us and parading these Ferraris and mansions and yachts and $3,000 suits and all of these things. Every time they talk about success, these are the visualizations they're using. And I think that is the biggest mistake because it gets other people thinking, well, okay, that's success. I need to do that. I can't do that. So I'm not even going to try. And I'm just going to live my life in this little cocoon. And hopefully I make it to retirement and have a yeah. little money and do whatever. I think what we need to do is stop that. Uh, I teach vision boarding. There are vision board starter kits out there that have pictures of fancy cars and mansions and yachts on them and private jets. And it's all being sold to us as a bill of goods for the definition of success. I believe we got to go sit somewhere quiet with pen and paper and decide in all the areas of our life that I mentioned earlier, what would be the ultimate version? What would I enjoy most about my life? Even say one year from now in my physical health, emotional well-being, career, and in all of these things, what words would I use to describe a happier version of my life mm -hmm. and get very specific? Don't think mansion yacht Ferrari, be very specific and emotionally connect yourself to that and start there. Stop falling for what the gurus are trying to sell us. That's actually part of why I became a speaker uh, wow. 17 years ago is because I was so tired of seeing that and buying into it myself that I said, well, I'm going to go out there and be this voice talking about reality and, and what's important to me and why. And 17 years so far, just going and growing and enjoying the journey because I know what I want and I know why I want. Preach, Steve, and my best Casey Lankout boy. <laughs> no, it was so powerful. I love it. A happier version of my life. 
And uh, and uh, Roz, we're going to come to you next on this, but the obstacles and why we get stuck, why we don't create those visions for our, our lives. Um, and some leaders are do really a terrible job of creating visions that other people can get on board with. But I love the happier version of my life. Because often when we talk about a vision, someone will go exactly what, where you said, Steve. I want to have this much money. I want to live in this big fancy house. Well, what about your health? What about your friends? What about your relationships? What about, what about, what about? All of these other aspects uh, you know, of, of all of these things that we need to bring forward. Maria says most gurus are full of blank. We, we will leave the blank there. <laughs> And create a hypnotic world and people receive back. So on point, Steve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. So, um, so Roz, uh, why do we get stuck in creating an, uh, an effective vision? Because we're living through other people's expectations. And as mm -hmm. you often say, we have the disease to please. Ooh, and, boom. And, and my prescription to that is no. And some, <laughs> other, and some other words that I'm not going to say. <laughs> I've gotten to the point to where I don't give a flip. Mm -hmm. And y'all know about my alter ego, you know. So sometimes she have to step in to let them know I'm not, you know, hey, it's about me. Yeah, it would be nice to have all that stuff and everything, but I'm not Tony Robbins. Just like I can't tell a 17-year-old now living in 2021, I can't give them the same thing. I've never been 17 in 2021. Mm. I can't yeah. tell you how to live that. I can tell you how it was just a few years ago. But <laughs> I can't tell you in 2021. So I'm, 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 I'm saying that is to say that we are trying to give sometimes people advice or give or tell them to live something that we don't have experience in, that we don't have knowledge in, or that we're giving them a false hope. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know for me, you know, you know, if the creek don't rise or whatever, if 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 the higher power, you know, God says you could be like Tony Robbins, if it, it'll happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm okay. And we have to let people know you may not reach the same goal that I reach. Right. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know. So so I can't give you, you know, I, I can give you suggestions. But I can't make a guarantee. And we have to stop following these people with the understanding that it's a guarantee. It's not. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not a guarantee. You have to do what's right for you. And, I, 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 you know, I love the way Steve said that we have to live our life. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I can't tell a 17-year-old how it is to be 17 in 2021. Right. I can only listen and give suggestions. And we have to stop living through other people's expectations and disease, please. And the prescription for that, as Rhonda always said, is no. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Ross, so powerful. So much mm -hmm. in that. That disease to please. And this is what Dr. Florence is referencing here, which is it's perfect. The timing on this is perfect. We struggle because we tend to be controlled by our environment. We tend to seek approval from our surroundings and we often fail to defend our ideas or our projects. It's rare to find people who embrace your idea at the beginning. And if you are not strong enough to decide, they will put you out mm. of the script of your own movie. Wow. How powerful is that? It's your movie. 
You mm-hmm. are writing the script as you You're go every That's single it. day, right? So mm-hmm. we have to take ownership and control. And and then Maria went on, uh, she digressed just a little bit here, but you folks are my tribe, connect with me. My invites I made and my promise will I will be intentional in 2021. <laughs> you know, we said we're coming to the Netherlands, Maria. We did say we're going to do that. So mm-hmm. at some point, this whole thing, you know, with the COVID and all of that craziness is going to go away and we're going to feel free to move about the world again. Casey says, living for Roz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless your heart, baby. Bless your heart. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. What is, you know, what are these blocks that get in our way? Yeah, I, and I love what, you know, Florence just said. I mean, the domestication and, and expectation from other people, the cultural aspect you know people expect things from you and and sometimes i'm actually guilty of doing the same thing with my children and i and i love what rose was saying is that you know i can't tell a 17 year old what it should be uh, be be a 17 year old in 2020 because i caught myself being always you know telling my children yeah but when i was 17 we were doing this and this you should be doing and they're like mom it's not when you were 17, you know, we are in 2021. So all this domestication and, and you, you know, the cultural aspect that we impose on people is, is, is really blocking a lot of us, you know, to have a personal vision and think about what we really want. And we get put off and we, we just follow the flow and uh, stay in this comfort zone that is created for us because we don't want to be uncomfortable. So that's one thing. The second thing is we don't take time to know who we are. We don't go inside. We don't sit down to understand what, what we really, you know, why, why are we here? What are we trying to accomplish? And get this time to be alone and far from this, uh, all the distraction that we have around us, seeing people who actually define all kind of, you know, a success and, and think that they have to impose it on us. So we need to take time to sit down, to understand who we are, what we're trying to achieve, what we love, what we don't like, and where we want to be. Because that's, you know, that when we take this time, that's when we define our real vision. Because we are alone, it's about us, and, and we really understand where we want to be. And I think this taking this time alone is important. It's very important to, to get out of this noisy world and, and really sit down and think about us, go inside and, and search for what we're really looking for. Yeah, I love that so much because no one can give it to you. No one can do it for you, right? You have to step forward in that. And uh, gosh, so many great points we hit. I hope you guys out there are taking notes because we're covering some. We're covering a lot of ground here. But you know, one of the other things I think that holds people back a little bit from this is uh, they're being they're they're deciding on the future based on their past experience, mm-hmm. right? And if you had an experience in the past where you don't, you've never seen anyone really go big or you don't even know what big really is or every time you try to do something, it seems like it doesn't work out. And so all of a sudden you start sort of consolidating and getting smaller and smaller and smaller as maybe a way of protecting, a, a bit of self-protecting uh, happening there. Um, so I do think that's another aspect. And um, uh, 
Ayana Vanzant uh, shared this and she had this quote that I love and I think it speaks to this. Let me just share this for a moment with us. So I love this quote. If you don't have a vision, you're going to be stuck in what you know. And the mm -hmm. only thing you know is what you've already seen. Right. So it's that work. It's doing that work of getting people to see bigger than where you are, to see beyond where you've been. Right. How do you do that? And uh, I, honestly, that's a part of the work that I love to do as a coach, because all of a sudden I feel like people open up. And when we're getting them to go and reach farther and then the lights are coming on and all of a sudden it's like we're on Broadway. Right. We're doing mm -hmm. all of this amazing stuff that we were limited by before. Uh, so I think that that's really important for us to think about. Are there are there certain aspects and certain things that need to be included? Like, how do we, let me, let me go here because we've only got, I can't believe we got 45 minutes in already. So how do we visioneer our lives? And even if we are leaders, how do we visioneer? What does that look like in terms of the methodology? There are different ways to create a vision. And so I want you guys to share some of your thoughts on how people can go about this process of creating amazing visions for themselves. Roz, let's start with you. How, how would you um, recommend what can I let's say you're I am saying gosh wise I really want to do this I don't know how to create a vision right what, what should I do I there's one thing that I hate doing that I started doing which is journaling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, and, and the reason why I hate journaling because I have to do so much paperwork in the medical field so I hate doing any more writing however However, thank God for technology. Thank you, Lord, for the for the apps. You could do it. You could do it verbally. You can talk into an app now and and journal, and then have it, you know, transcribed or whatever. But I I I journal now, and then also too, I have little um, stickies on my uh, on my card to remind me of a couple of things that I want to do monthly. Mm. just as a reminder you know just to keep it just to keep it right here in the front because you know the journal will be put away the journal right. will be you know somewhere else you know it'll be in the app and then i'll forget it or whatever but if i have a little sticky you know for april i have to do this for may i have to do that that helps me but that's that's it for those so for those of you who hate to write like i do <laughs> your app honey and talking to the mic. Yes. The mic sounds nice. Check my mic sounds nice. Check one. <laughs> I love that. So Maria says Raj drawing as well. She said that's another way in addition mm -hmm. to journal. Well, I'm a terrible drawer. I think my drawing would only depress me, but uh, I guess <laughs> someone else can draw, but I'm not doing mom. Mom is the drawer in the family and the painter and the artist. That is definitely not me. I would just be tearful after looking at the drawing. So anyway, Marae, what would you suggest? What can people do to build and create an effective vision? So what I started to do about five years ago, and, and uh, I heard about it at, uh, at a conference, is you know, two or three days a week, just sit down and generate 25 ideas. Uh, you know, and thinking of those ideas without, you, you don't have any limit. What can you do? 
You don't have any money limit. You don't have any physical limit. You don't have, just write those ideas and see how many you know ideas you can come up with. And you realize that you know by doing that you start to push yourself. And 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 when you read those you know what you you've written down and you start to scroll through, it gives you this power that you know. You are unlimited, and you can actually, you know, materialize those ideas. So I've been doing it for, and and it's been amazing. There are things that I've been doing that five years ago I, I wouldn't actually even think that I could do them. So I think that's that's a very powerful process. Wow. Just sit down, write those twenty-five ideas. I mean, some people do it every day, but I've been doing it three days a week. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Wow, that's mm -hmm. that's really a good idea. And I am an idea person. I would probably have a storage closet full of books with <laughs> with all of these ideas because I get a million ideas. I mean, I get a lot of ideas. So, but mm -hmm. I like taking those ideas and forming them, right? Mm -hmm. And molding them into where you are and where you're going. Some of them you'll think, okay, that was interesting, but I'm not going to mm -hmm. do that. And then other ones you'll think, all right, I'm going to add this because, wow, I can really go there and I can mm -hmm. see this. And this is, I love that. That's a great mm -hmm. idea. What about you, Steve? What can people do to create an effective vision that's going to help them move their life, their business, their team forward? The first thing I tell people is if you're new to this, it's going to feel really, really weird at first. That's my disclaimer right up front. But then I say, look, understand where you are right now uh, with your team and your personal life and all the different categories I mentioned earlier. Start to think of where you'd like to be a year from now. And just whether you verbalize it or write it down or record it, whatever it is you do, start to get and feel where you'd like to be a year from now. And then understand and gauge the distance between where you are now to where you wish to be. Understand why you want them as a, as a leader within a company in your personal life and just start to plot out the action plan. And one of the things I encourage people to do is to be grateful every day for something, even the smallest increments of success. Consistency plus momentum equals confidence. I've been keeping a gratitude journal for over nine years now. And one thing also, like with the 25 ideas that Marais said, if you get overwhelmed by that, do what I call the mirror test. If, if you have competing visions in your head, read them off and look at yourself in the mirror. The one that makes you smile the most, start there. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to help you to launch. Otherwise, we may do nothing because we're overwhelmed mm -hmm. by what's out there. If we just pick that one and just go for it, it's going to lead us to better places and better things and stronger, better, more self-confident versions of ourselves. But we have to start, whether you journal or don't. And I love what Ross said. That cracked me up. <laughs> Whatever it is you do, start and just start moving and start small if you need to, because you're going to feel more confident. The higher you climb up that mountain, the more little mini peaks you see and the farther you are from the parking lot and the porta potties to a really nice view. So just start. So let me just ask, because the just start is the thing, right? To get started doing something, get your feet moving, get unstuck. Do you all have a vision board? You have a vision board. I know, Steve, you, you're mm -hmm. a bit. No? I have the, the list. Mm -hmm. You have the list, but not the yeah. vision board. Yeah, so that's another one. I, right? I don't do paper. Y'all, that's more paper. Come on now. Well, they have a 
electronic <laughs> vision boards now, Rod. Roz, they have electronic oh, they vision boards. Yeah, they have electronic vision boards. If it's electronic, I'll do it. If it's a paper, you can forget it. <laughs> Which I love because you can just go find images online mm -hmm. and put them in your electronic. I so should check right the electronic here. then. <laughs> Is there Send a it to me, please? <laughs> So, uh, so Steve, why why do you feel like vision boards are so? Because I don't have a vision board either. Mm -hmm. So, why do you feel like vision boards are a powerful tool? I've referred to it as a GPS, a wall-mounted GPS for the next year of my life, two years, three, whatever it is. It's the snapshot with pictures and goals related to all the different areas I mentioned earlier. And I know I keep harping on that because it's not just stuff; it's who we're going to become along the way. And for each part of my life, I've got at least one goal per year. And then I've got a picture that represents how I feel about it, how I want the outcome to be. Um, and, and I keep those where I can see them every single day. And when I get up in the morning and my feet hit the floor, I look at it and I say, okay, I'm going to take one step toward one picture in one part of my life today. And that little, those little steps, but also to be able to define them. And some people look and say, well, what's what's a relationship goal? I say, well, I'll tell you what mine is. It's a picture of me with my hand on my wife's foot. and She's wearing a bomba socks and I'm giving her a foot rub at the end of a long day. That's a relationship goal of mine. See, it's not all these things that everyone else tells us is important. Every single picture on my board, whether I've taken the photo myself or found it online or created a hashtag or I'm, my dad was an artist. I'm not. Otherwise, you'd see like 80 stick figures on my vision board and that would not inspire me. But everything there represents how I want to feel and enjoy a part of my life. And having them all together, I also take a picture of it and make it the wallpaper on my phone for Roz, the wallpaper on my laptop, my tablets, et cetera. I keep it where I can see it every single day. And it represents my life as a full on living, breathing, next best version of myself. Wow. Okay. Steve so is pretty smart. Steve is smart. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> we have to have Steve back as a regular. You know, that is just so interesting. Okay, so for all you guys out there, the single ones I'm talking to, not the married ones, I just want y'all to know y'all going on my vision board. At the end of the day, y'all going to be giving me a nice foot massage, and that's going to be a standing image on my vision board. Okay? Right, Roz? Right? All right now. We here. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you I for like sharing that relationship. Cracked. I like getting them toes cracked, honey. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is too much. That's great. But I love that there's a goal for every area of your life, right? And how many of us put relationships on autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. We just put the, push the button and then we walk away and we're doing whatever. I don't need to do anything special. But if you've got it on the board, you've got it as a goal, it's a constant reminder that you need to nurture it, right? And make sure that it's it's where you want it to be and where you see it going. Very cool. Wow. Well, we're going to wrap up now and start our wrap up conversation. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, and I just want to have an opportunity to just summarize. Let's just go around and give your key takeaways or your summary thoughts. Steve will come to you last and you can also share um, how folks can connect with you and learn more about the work that you're, the great work that you're doing out in the world. Um, so Roz, let's start with you. What are some of your key takeaways from today that you'd like to leave people with? Uh, I like the part where Steve said when you get the toes cracked. That's all. That's all. <laughs> 
That was that was the statement of the show. Okay, the people. Oh my gosh. You know, I have to go down to the to the to the horse place and get my feet de home. But the cracking is important too. Listen, okay. don't even talk about it. There's a whole lot of stuff that ain't happening during COVID, okay? So anyway, um, thank you, Ron. Awesome. Ray, what are some takeaways that you want to leave folks with? So my, my takeaway is, uh, you know, you are the CEO of your, your life. So the, your vision is yours. It's not about what people are saying. It's not about what people want you to do. It's about you. So get to know yourself and, and define where you want to be and know that, you know, you have to work at it because it's not just about defining the vision, but it's also, you know, creating the whole atmosphere and work for it. So that's, that's really my takeaway uh, for today. I love that. Thank you, Maria. Uh, Maria says that was the takeaway of the hour goals for toe cracking. Wow. <laughs> that's going to be in my head all weekend. <laughs> Thanks for that, Ross. <laughs> Steve, takeaways for you that you'd like to share and then how people can connect with you. Yeah. Oh gosh. Takeaway. First off, thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this. This was an absolute joy of investing my time. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, knowing exactly who you are, correct, and understanding that what got you here isn't necessarily the you that you're going to be moving forward. You got to put some effort. You got to have some vision. See what you wish you had. If there were people around you, you say, oh my gosh, I wish I was as confident as that person. I wish I was as trained or skilled or humorous as I wish I was as funny as Roz. You know, people may say that right now. And it's important to have our heroes out there, even if we feel mm -hmm. stuck in the shadows right now. Think of the people out there who inspire you. And you mentioned Google being making everything so readily available to us. Now more than ever, we have the opportunity to move forward, to climb higher. And another message from Super Teddy, never be afraid to start small. Mm. That was the very first picture we took of Super Teddy after my wife and her mom adopted and rescued him. You just have to start. And again, 1% better each day. It's not a lot. But over time, you're going to realize how much bigger, better, stronger, and more butt-kicking your life can be. Mm -hmm. And if there are people around you who are trying to tear you down, pull you down, and remind you of everything you did in the past that didn't work, I've created a hashtag for people like them that's not rude. It actually makes me funnier every time I say it, and I use it on social media a lot. Hashtag up yours. <laughs> it gets people oh, to laugh. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> it gets people to laugh. It's not offensive. It makes me happy every time I say it. And it reminds me that humor is something that's gotten me this far, and I need to continue to use it appropriately. And uh, I did a values study this past week, and I sent out question. 100% of people answered back the first value was humor. So I need to continue mm -hmm. to use that because it puts me in a better place every day. And if people want to reach out to me and connect, I promise I will not say up yours if you reach out to me. Uh, <laughs> Motivationalfirewood.com. And I refuse to say hashtag say up yours to those best. people. <laughs> Motivationalfirewood.com is where you can find me. Motivationalfirewood.com. Thank you right. so much for being here. So before we go, let's not forget our picture. Roz, you can have to hold up a fake cup. Thank God. You can't see. Maybe if I turn it a little bit, there we go. You can see it a little bit there. 
Cha. Got it. All right. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. This has been an amazing conversation. So great. I knew Steve would be amazing to have as the start and the kickoff of season four. I love <laughs> Coffee with we love Steve. He has to come back, definitely. He has to come back. I would be honored. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Steve. Everybody out there, this is, we enjoy coming and spending time with you. And uh, <laughs> Maria says, that's tweetable. Hashtag up yours. We're going to think of Steve every time we see it. So thank you guys out there for tuning in and allowing us to just be here with you to share some tidbits, ideas, strategies to help you lead, live, and love stress-free. As always, for all of my guests and co-hosts, stay tuned for just a second. For everyone else out there, we will look forward to seeing you back here next week. Don't forget to like the video, share the video, keep those comments coming. We will respond. See you guys next week. See you. Thank you for watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. Don't forget, you can download a free ebook at stressfreeleader.com. And don't forget to share this podcast or video with someone in your life who might find value. Until next time.